Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Executive pastoral assistant. That's right. Executive pastoral pastoral assistant. assistant. You are my assistant. No, no, no. I'm not your assistant. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. How how else are you supposed to interpret that? I interpret it as what was agreed upon in my job description. Right. Uh, I assist... The elders, right? No, right. Yeah, but that's not your assistant. I'm sure. Not, I'm not, like, are you Jeff's assistant? Huh? Are you Pastor Jeff's assistant? I assist the elders. Yes. Yeah, so that makes you his assistant, my assistant. No, no. I am the assistant of the elders. I right. help facilitate communication and completion, and uh, I, I do reports and some mm-hmm. filing, mm-hmm. and I grab coffee when needed. Okay. Not really. No, I never do coffee. No. In fact, I brought you a Diet Coke. Yeah, you did. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, what's been going on? What's new? Uh, not a lot of things. Nothing really new. Just trying to get my groove of things with the new year and yep. trying to get my schedule just kind of, you know, every year I like to revamp things and make sure mm-hmm. I got things. Well, I do it twice a year, but at the beginning of the year I like to kind of go through and trying out um uh, new plans like yeah. uh, Chally's actually Chally's had an article back in December about uh, reading plans. Everyone's got reading plans come December. And so just trying out some new things. Cool. Have you, um, have you started the your, if you, if you've been working on your new year's resolution, you've been working on that. My new year's resolution. Yeah. Because like this, you know, you got some feedback recently about how, like you talk down to people on the podcast, like you you state these perspectives and oh you conclude that other like, people are wrong like, who don't I, hold the same like, opinion I, that you I, hold. <laughs> so that makes you a big fat jerk. That's what it Whoa, makes you. Fat? Come on, metaphorically, dude. metaphor like yeah. phat, like pretty no, tempting. No, no, no. Just I'm just saying, like you uh, hold opinions, right? Uh-huh. I have my yes, and I have, have opinions and convictions based upon, and. Based upon my understanding of scripture. Okay, so when you hold that opinion or conviction mm-hmm. and you share it and say that those who disagree with you are wrong, that makes you a jerk. That's well, that's what that's the feedback that we got from some people. That is the feedback that we got. I, and I, even in that case, did we say people were wrong or did we say this is our understanding and we would be wrong because of our convictions? Well, we definitely said that, but at the very least, we are implying that okay, other that's people are wrong point. that... That are doing yeah, it. So uh, you're going to work on that, right? No. No. No, I you're am just not. Gonna, you're going to stay in jerk mode. Uh, well, no, I'm going to stay. Here's, you know, come on. We can't all be babies. We can't all be Bernie Sanders supporters where, oh, oh, Hillary didn't win. And so now I need to have a day off college to Dude, go listen, process. The, I need a safe the place right now because you are making me very uncomfortable. Man, you saw that photo I, I put up? No. When I was, okay, I was flying to Minnesota. Right. Was it at the airport, yeah. uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis, St. Paul airport. And as we're walking out, there is a booth, a booth, freedom of expression booth. <laughs> you Did? didn't see my photo on Instagram? No, nah, I don't follow you. <laughs> Come on, man. What? what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? I got time for Oh, that. I couldn't stop laughing. People were staring at me while I was laughing and taking a photo. My dad's like laughing as well. Yeah. We just couldn't, I couldn't stop. I was like, freedom of expression booth. Well, this if, is what we've come to. Yeah. I, I think it, I mean, there's two ways to take that, but it, I gotta be honest. I kind of feel like they're, they're starting to lock us down so that if you want to express any idea that is contrarian, you're going to have to step into a soundproof booth yeah. where no one can hear it. So you can express it. That well, way no, everybody this, this else This wasn't soundproof. This was just a, this was like a desk where you could go and you can, ex- that's your freedom of expression booth. Did you use it? 
Uh, no, because you had to call the number and reserve it. Okay, and I, uh, and I didn't reserve oh, it. Oh, I get it. That's where they let people go to like hold up a sign. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. Well, you just get a desk. That's nice. Yeah, you get a desk. I'd reserve it and just so I could post up there and work. That'd be cool. <laughs> so yeah, freedom of expression booth. No, I am not working on that. I mean, I'll, I'll work on my heart to be charitable towards others that disagree with me. Yeah, it's, it's hard to be okay. charitable towards dummies. No, and I think stop that's it. what you're saying. That's what we you're saying. No, I'm not saying that. Though I, I was frustrated. You know I was frustrated. I was frustrated because it, it's like you're labeled a jerk or you're labeled ignorant or you're, na- or you're labeled aggressive if what I'm saying you disagree with right. and it, it go, it's contrary to how you've done things. And now I feel... I have all these feelings and, and people are hurting me because they aren't saying the things that I want them to say. Well, I, there's lots of people that say things I don't want. I, I talk to Joe. I hang out with Joe. Are you kidding me? Probably 75% of the things that I say would hurt a normal man's feelings. Exactly. And they just we just get used to it. We're fine. You, yeah. can't, you can't be in ministry without thick skin. And you can't, you know, you got to learn to be able to deal with people. And deal with people that have uh, a different understanding than you. It's I'm not saying they're wrong. I, well, maybe. Uh, maybe I'm implying it. But as you said at the beginning, I'm just saying based on my convictions, here is what I see in Scripture right. laid out. That's where I'm at. Well, you know what we should do, though? Just to make sure that people understand where we're coming from, we should probably start every episode with a disclaimer that says something like, um, doctrine and devotion explores uh, Christian theology and no, practice. Christian faith and practice. Fr- 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 from like that. But from a Reformed Baptist perspective. That way they would That would be ideal. Would then know. people would understand where they we're coming know. from. Okay, yeah, let's do that from now on. From now on. How about you, Joe? How's the new year? Uh, it's, it's good. It's good, man. Um, we've lost like so many people. We've, you know, we've already talked about uh, resolutions and repentance and all of that. And the thing that I'm just reminded of right now is my need to stir my heart. Mm. and to make the most of my time, particularly in those areas of the day, evening or morning, that uh, I tend to just let go of. And What do you mean by let go? Like you just... Eh, you know, it's like we, we, we get up and... Okay, I'll tell you what I'm tempted to do, which means what I generally do. Um, I wake up and the first thing I do is I grab my phone. I want to grab my phone. I want to check email. I want to check all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, what I need to do, though, is not just occupy my mind with those things, yeah, yeah. Um, but really make the most. Like those are some sweet moments. They, they're 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 not long, but they're they're moments that they, they, I could redeem those those moments. Or, you know, some people will get up uh, and they'll just you know not think about anything. They'll just go to the shower, brush their teeth, and there's all that time that could be used where they could be engaging. Wait, brush their teeth in the shower? Or well, br- some people brush their teeth in the shower. After shower. You could do it at the same time. What's your I've answer? done it at the same time. You do it at the same time? I have. So do I. Sometimes, I sometimes, high five, sometimes I will, uh, because I smoke a lot of cigars, so I can't just use mouthwash. I got to use industrial nuclear yeah. strength mouthwash and i have to use it twice before brush and after brush yeah so what i do though is sometimes i'll put that in my mouth and i'll start swishing and i'll turn on the hot water and i'll keep swishing and when the water hits the right temperature i'm still swishing and then i'm swishing while i'm still in the shower taking my shower mm. and then i put my head up and i just spray it all over the shower like, <laughs> and jen uh, must love you <laughs> 
Jen, Jen is one lucky woman. No, but it's all mixed. No, I don't do that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today is, is how to maintain or mm. develop and then maintain better thoughts, especially in those times that we tend to let go of. In fact, I was, uh, what kind of got me thinking back in this direction was I was taking some of the men in our pastoral development class through Watson's book, and we yeah. just wrapped that up last month. Um, but there was, uh, it, it, towards the end of that book, Prescribing Some Helps to Godliness, he, uh, he has a number of, of encouragements here, and, but one of them is this, accustom yourselves to holy thoughts. He says, serious meditation represents everything in its native color. It shows an evil in sin and a luster in grace. By holy thoughts, the head grows clearer and the heart better. Mm. And then he quotes from Psalm 119, I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. He says, if men would step aside a little out of the noise and hurry of business and spend only half an hour every day thinking about their souls in eternity, mm -hmm. it would produce a wonderful alteration in them and tend very much to a real and blessed conversion. And Bam. Yeah, like, you, he's like, hey, 30 minutes. Yeah. Just take 30 minutes. And this was written in a time when people had less time than we have now. We think we're more busy now. Yeah, yeah. But studies show that we have more leisure time now than any generation prior to us. Is that because it's skilled labor? Like, it's, it's you know, they're, they're hands-on. Is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, they have to be out in the fields or anything like that? Right. Even just something as simple as washing the dishes or yeah. writing a... Listen, Watson, who wrote the Godly Man's picture... He didn't even have a ballpoint pen. Like, you know, like, imagine writing all of the stuff that he wrote. Jimmy's got a new fountain yeah, pen. That is a nice. That I'm is a it. that is a good Christmas present. Bam! My wife got it for me. Michelle, really? Your wife got that yeah, for you? Michelle. Michelle got you. Oh, she got you that pen? Yeah, Michelle got me this. Kind of feel like I got it for you. No, you didn't. How did you it get kinda, me this pen? Well, because she asked what you should get, and I told her that's the pen. Well, but so you're welcome. Well. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so just ink. think about it, like we see my ink. The the I know it's nice. Oh. Oh. Man, they pulled that from some endangered squid and like uh, you're <laughs> wait, contributing wait, no, to the. That. That. <laughs> I'm gonna have some environmental people on me. Greenpeace. All right. So um, what were we talking about? Keep going. I, 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 was yeah, yeah. What you were talking about? Oh, mm. he didn't have a ballpoint pen. Well, that's what I was saying. Like so, Watson. Think about the time it would take to write. Uh, and like you and I write with fountain pens when we're yeah. not writing with pencils. And, you know, um, back then, the, I mean, it, was, it wasn't even a fountain pen like this. It was a pen that you had to dip for each sentence, basically. Wow. And so the time that it would take yep. to write at candlelight, uh, we can write with computers and we've got all mm -hmm. this stuff to make. Our, so washing clothes, traveling, everything is made easier and quicker. We have more free time today than any other generation. And yet we feel busier than ever. Yeah. And it feels like we don't have time to give ourselves to holy thinking, godly thinking, biblical, yeah. biblically saturated thoughts. And what Watson was saying is, man, if you can just get in half an hour a day, just a half an hour of holy thoughts, it's going to change your life. We agree with that. We yeah. believe that. What are, um, what are some of the ways in which you have um, found yourself making the most of time to think holy thoughts? Or how do you encourage that sort of a discipline in yourself? Uh, for me, I mean... Uh, it sounds so, I guess, simple, I guess, you know, but scripture reading and prayer. Oh, that's so passe, dude. What I'm just saying, oh my gosh. For me, for me, what I like to do is um, I like to kind of do a devotional, take a 
section of that or a thought of that. Of a scripture. Or yeah, of scripture. And then kind of really pray through it mm-hmm. while I'm in the shower. Yeah. Right? Like just brushing kinda, your teeth. Well, I know I'd brush my teeth before I get in the shower. Okay. Uh, and then just kind of chew over it and think through it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a kind of a relaxing part of my day. Right. It sets you up. And yeah. you like you, you, because I do the same thing. Like, you, I read the word with the aim of understanding it and experiencing it, uh, understanding who God is. And I, what I do is I write out my thoughts. I know you do the same yeah. in a journal, which helps me to uh, kind of crystallize. We're going to talk about that, about journaling a little bit later. Um, but aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Oh that? yeah. You're right. That okay. is later on this month. Yep. So let me just say that uh, I agree and I, I do the same thing. Most of my meditation is kicked off by the reading of scripture. Um, and I, I think that's probably the best thing to do, but we don't have, like you're waking up in the morning, like you can start even earlier. Like you can start before you, your feet hit the ground. You can start mm. this discipline of holy thoughts. And one of the great books that every Christian theologian should have in their library is Henry Scudder's the Christian's Daily Walk. Yeah. This is, if you can get the Sprinkle publication, it's hardcover and uh, it's a facsimile see, edition. Oh, let me see yours again. Blue. What color is that? That's blue. Is yours? Mine's, a, mine's green. But it's the same thing. It's the exact same one. Yeah. We're, sorry, Joe and I were arguing about this like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Was uh, mine's, mine's green. And he was saying, no, you got the wrong one. No, I don't have the wrong one. I knew I had the right one. I didn't say you had the wrong one. I said it, 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 the, 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 the one that I have is blue. Yeah, but what makes so that? I was right. What makes and that you were right. But what does that make that? More, how is that more special than mine? That I've had it since '97. Okay, so mine's a newer. Yeah. Okay. N- newer, less red, less N- less red, less handled. Yeah, less used. Well, because you're old, and so you've had more time. That's with it. right. That's right. That's why I'm wise. You're just a whippersnapper. All right. Fair enough. Go. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk through some of Scudder's, Scudder's thoughts on on a couple of things on how to wake up with holy thoughts in the morning and how to go to bed at night with holy thoughts in the morning. Now, let me just tell you about this book. This book is awesome. I think Owen said this is like the book he keeps on his nightstand. Um, be sure and read his recommendation at the beginning. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's a, that's a pretty good endorsement. Right. Like, uh, Joe's got some pretty good endorsers for his books, but... Nah, not yeah, like that. Think that well, I got like Richard Barcelos. Those are... Dr. Barcelos is amazing. What are you talking about? You've had I, Dr. Ed Stetzer. Uh, You've had all these individuals. I'm okay. just saying, John uh, Owen, though, to, to say I think this Barcelos, is what I keep. I think Barcelos is only doing it because we sent him a T-shirt. No, he's not. <laughs> well, you, you just questioned the man's integrity. Yeah. That, I, I, he, yeah, that he is all about pay to play. Yeah, he's a short, shifty guy is oh what I'm goodness. saying. You're no, terrible. no, I'm very honored to have. I mean, man, I will never be as smart as uh, okay, Barcelos. I know, I'm just saying for John Owen to say, Owen here is, is what I have. On This is what is kept next to me. Right. So here's the thing with this book, right? Um, I'm not going to tell you all the contents, but in chapter one, it's just, of walking with God. What does it mean? What does it consist of? And then chapter two, beginning the day with God. And then chapter three, general directions for walking with God in the progress of the day. And then he breaks it down, special duties of superiors and inferiors. Like that's, he, he gets very specific in this stuff of bodily refreshment and recreation, rules concerning eating and drinking, rules concerning recreation. He talks about fasting, the Christian Sabbath. He talks about how to walk with God when you're alone how to walk with God when you're keeping company, how to walk with God when you are wealthy, how to walk with God when you are poor. Uh, it, 
this is a book you need to get. So we'll link to it in the show notes, The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Mm -hmm. What we're going to talk about, though, are his advice, his words on how to make the most of our time with holy thoughts in the morning when we're getting up and in the evening when we're going to bed. So I'm going to kick it off, Jimmy. Go for it. Okay. Chapter two of Beginning the Day with God. How to Awake with God. Here's the first thing he says. In the instant of awaking, let your heart be lifted up to God with a thankful acknowledgement of his mercy to you. For it is he that giveth his beloved sleep, who keepeth you both in soul and body while you sleep, who renewed his mercies every morning. For while you sleep, you are, as it were, out of actual possession of yourself and all things. Now it was God that kept you and all that you had and restored them again with many new mercies mm. when you awakened. So he, he, what is he saying? He's saying... When you open your eyes and breathe in that morning air, you should be thankful to God that he's given you everything you have today. Yeah, every breath, every right. beat of your heart. Like it's only there because God gave it to you. Yep. Uh man, and so it's like the thankfulness ought to be this uh this morning song before mm -hmm. our head is lifted up off the pillow before i touch my phone like oh did, did jimmy text me while i was sleeping yes he did, yes, oh, I I did. three <laughs> three texts from jimmy hey, all right you gotta talk about those things people already think we're weird keep going we are mm. so i again very very simple right but then he moves on what does he say uh next jimmy uh number two Arise early in the morning. Whoa, that's legalistic, dude. He just said, <laughs> he just said that we should arise early in the morning. What a jerk. What a jerk. What a jerk. He's going contrary to what I, I think should be going on. Arise early in the morning if you be not necessarily hindered. See, exception. There's an exception there. Following the example of our Savior Christ and of the good matron in the Proverbs, for this will usually much conduced to the health of your body and the prosperity, both of your temporal and spiritual state. So it's, it's good for you all around. Right. Uh, for hereby you will have the day before you and will gain the best and the fittest times for the exercises of religion and for the works of your calling. Yeah. So you, you're, you're preparing yourself. It's not only good for you physically, but it's good for you spiritually. And it prepares you. And I love this part right here. Uh, for the exercises of religion, so you got you're going through your day, you're you're growing in your faith, but also for the works of your calling. Right, like it's not just it's not the sense of like obligation. It's this calling that it's your vocation. It's mm -hmm. something that God has uh, called all of us to to be growing in our relationship with Him, to be depending on Him, to be growing in our faith, to be changing from one degree of glory to the next. And this is the fittest time to focus on that. Right. It's and when it says like, you know, the exercise of religion and the works of your calling, he's showing also that it's, it's not just devotion time for you, your Bible and Jesus. Mm -hmm. This prepares you for your work at the mill, at the plant, yes. in the factory, in the office, uh, whatever it is. Now he says, wake up early. Ooh, okay. So why is this the best time? Maybe, you know what? Maybe I like, Maybe I maybe I would rather have five minutes to get ready and get out the door mm -hmm. because I like to stay up late at night and watch my shows. Yeah, yeah. So why why uh, maybe I need some me time, some relaxing time at night? Why should I wake up early? Like, why is that a better option than staying up late? Well, I think there's two things. One, um, it is kind of a quieter time. It's kind of a a, a more relaxed time. You haven't. I've tried to do. Uh, 
the lunchtime devotions. Mm-hmm. And, I, and from time to time, I still do it. Actually, then you get like a hot sauce all over your Bible pages. So, but the problem with that is uh, I oftentimes don't take a lunch break. And right. part of that is just the busyness of the day gets right. upon me and I forget it. Yeah. And I neglect it because it's easy to keep pushing it to the side and saying, nah, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm good. I, I need to get these things done. So in the morning, before you kind of get revved up, before you start your day, before you start to uh, get in your calling, doing the work of that, um, you're you're able to focus before the rush. But what if what if somebody were to say, but I'm not a morning person. My brain isn't kicked into gear yet. It's just going to be a frustrating time for me. What do you say? I mean, that's hard, right? Because it's uh, I know people that that are like that, that are not quote unquote morning people. I, I feel like part of it is discipline. I feel like the other part of it is there are exceptions. If someone is consistently able to do it at night or during the sometime during the day, praise God for that. I just feel like you're missing out, though. You're missing out on, on an opportunity that if you're reading it at night, uh, you haven't been able to chew on it mm-hmm. all day. You haven't been able to reflect on it all day. When you read it in the morning, you're able to, I hate the phrase, take it with you uh, as you go about the day. You know, right. you're, I, There's oftentimes I'll try to take a passage and I'll just, like I said, chew on it and I'll keep thinking and reflecting upon it in my downtime during my coffee or whatever else I'll thoughts come to mind. And I, I, you know, keep my, my notes with me and I try to journal about it right. uh, as the day goes on. So I feel like you're it it's, am I, am I saying it's not beneficial? I'm not saying that, but what I am going to say is I feel like it's more beneficial to be able to do it in the morning and carry it with you. Yeah. I think as a general rule, it's best for people to make the most of their morning. Yeah. Uh, and and to find ways to really connect with the Lord by faith and biblical meditation. But notice, he doesn't tell you what time to get up. Yeah. He just says, get up early. Oh, okay. dude, really, every time. I know, and I had it muted. I don't know why it's loud now. All right, so uh, my alarms are going off on my uh, computer. So he just says, get up early. Now, that might mean get up 15 minutes earlier than you would yep, if you weren't yep. doing this. He's just talking about having holy thoughts right now. He's not telling you to break out your Logos Bible software and have an hour-long study session. He's saying get up early so that you have some time to give to holy thoughts. So as a general rule, I think it's good. Jim says, you know, if you're not wired for it, then ignore the example of Jesus and get up whenever you want. I did not say okay. that. I am not saying that. So I hold know. on. Are you saying that, though? No, no. I, okay, I, I want to say, are you I, saying if someone isn't waking up in the morning, I've coached and counseled and discipled enough people now to know that many very uh, anti-morning people can become morning people. Okay. So uh, people that say, I can't do it in the morning, I can't do it in the morning, uh, men and women, uh, parents, uh, professionals, mm-hmm. uh, most people can become morning people, not in the sense that they wake up uh, with, a, with a, a smile a on the spring face. in their step, yeah. but that uh, they can really have a rewarding time in the morning just by setting aside some time. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to like bash people who don't do that. You're such uh, a jerk. Number three, he says, in the time between your awaking and arising, if other suitable thoughts offer not themselves. So he's not saying this is what you have to think about. He yeah, says, if yeah. you aren't coming up with anything on your own, he says, um, it may be useful to think upon some of these things. For example, I must awake from the sleep of sin to righteousness from Ephesians 5.14, 1 Corinthians 15.34, as well as out of bodily sleep and unto the labor in my calling. Uh, 
The night is far spent. The day is at hand. I must therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Mm. I must walk honestly as in the day. I am by the light of grace and knowledge to arise and walk in it as well as by the light of the sun to walk by it. Think also of your awaking out of the sleep of death and out of the grave at the sound of the last trumpet, even of your blessed resurrection unto glory at the last day. It was one of David's sweet thoughts. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with thy likeness. Mm. He's just saying, like, draw analogies. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, you're waking up. Well, what does the Bible say about us waking up? There, the light has dawned. What does the Bible say about that? Just draw these parallels yeah. and let your mind go into the scripture that you've already read. You don't have to crack your Bible in the, in, open in the morning for this to start to happen. You've already got the Bible in your mind. You've yeah. read enough of it, right? You've got some knowledge. He says, just start, start drawing those parallels. Start like, wow, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm waking up in the light. I'm not in the darkness. I'm mm. walking in the light. I'm following Christ. I mean, really good thoughts for people that are starting their day. And so he's giving you examples here. He's not saying here are the things you have to yeah, think exactly. about. But these are the kind of thoughts that you should have. Number four, when you arise and dress yourself, lose not that precious time when your mind is freshest with impertinent and fruitless thoughts, as is the custom of too many to do. This is a fit time to think upon the cause why you have need of apparel, namely the fall and sin of your first parents, which from them is derived to you. So he's talking there, you know, why do just even that? I, I love that. He's taking almost like the everyday mundane that we right. take for granted. Well, you got to put on them clothes. And yeah. Why, why is that? You know? And so he's like, reflect upon that. And he keep, continues on for before their fall, their nakedness was not, or their nakedness was their comeliness. Uh, and seeing it, they were not ashamed. It will likewise be to good purpose to consider what the wise providence of God hath appointed to be the substance of your apparel, the rinds of plants, the skins, hair or wool of brute beasts, and the bowels of the silkworm, the very excretions and superfluous apparel of unreasonable creatures. So God has provided in such amazing ways, in ways that we never would have thought, you know, on our own that God has provided these things for us and yeah. given us the ability to use these things right. to cover up, you know? Yeah, but, I, I just think that all of this, these are such small, but in my mind, powerful examples. I could be stirring my heart for God while engaging my mind yep. in the most mundane tasks. Exactly. When you're eating your lunch, when you're, when you're drinking um, that glass of water or that glass of wine, mm -hmm. um, whatever it is, there are so many biblical analogies that help us to um, draw near to God in thankfulness and worship that's and praise it. and adoration. Well, and that's, that's what it all should be pointing to. He continues, which as it doth magnify the wisdom, power, and goodness of God in choosing and turning such mean things things to such excellent use mm -hmm. so it should and this is the response we should have as we're getting dressed in our awesome clothes in our awesome clothes so it should humble and suppress the pride of man for what man in his senses would be proud of the badge of his shame even of that apparel for which under god he is beholden even to plants and beasts yeah right like even as you're as you mentioned before about you know 
waking up and now you have this breath. It's not that you did it. It's not that you worked hard for it. It was a gift and something given to you and that God has provided these things. And it wasn't that, you know what I'm trying to say? It, yeah, it's, totally. It all points to the power and glory of it's God. It's all from God. And, and, and I like the, this contrast in my mind where he says, okay, so you're going to put on that, that $1,500 suit. Or you're going to put on, like, I don't know what's good like that. Like, you're going to put on your D&D t-shirt or hoodie. I don't know. Right? That. Ah, that's pretty, not really 1500 No, but it's worth 1500 No, it's not? Oh, yeah, it is. We no, it is not. Okay, we stopped. <laughs> well, let, me, that, let me tell my story. Well, I'm just saying, let if me it's tell worth my story. 1500 we should be charging that. No, that's how generous we are. Oh, Anyways. Okay, that's how generous we are. So it's like you, we put on clothes and outfits. We dress ourselves. We dress to impress. Yeah. We think we look good. Like, look how good. You guys, we stand in the mirror. We look at ourselves. And we're like, man. Mm. I'm on point. Look at this. Look, Look at you my can't shoes. Even, you can't even see how my man boobs, how big they are right now because this t-shirt falls so nice, you know? We're black. It looks slim. I look good. Um, what are you looking at me like that for? Do you actually sit there and think that as you're... Well, no, I, I know if like this t-shirt's too tight, it makes my man boobs look real big. So I could uh, say that. I'm just like, well, that's what they are. I know. I'm just saying, just stop. Like, so okay, the point, what I'm saying is, what I'm trying to is. say without you interrupting me is that... I like my elf shoes. Go. We think we look so good and... By the grace of God, perhaps you do look good, but all those clothes that you have to wear cover your shame, yeah, your sin. It's pretty awesome. Uh, later on in this chapter, uh, he says this, while you dress yourself, it will be seasonable and profitable also by this occasion to raise your thoughts and fix them upon that apparel which doth clothe and adorn yes. your inward man which is spiritual and of a divine matter which never is out of fashion which never wears out which is always the better for the wearing think thus if i go naked without bodily apparel it will be to the shame of my person and to the hazard of my health and life but how much more will the filthy nakedness of my soul appear to the eyes of men of angels and of god himself mm whose pure eyes cannot abide filthiness, whereby my soul will be exposed to most deadly temptations and my whole person to God's most severe judgments, except I have put on and do keep on me the white linen of Christ's spouse, the righteousness of the saints, that is, justification by faith in Christ and sanctification by the Spirit of Christ. So you're putting on your clothes, you're being dressed. Consider that you are dressed in Christ's righteousness. Yeah. As you um, as you go about your day, but he, here's the thing though: is it doesn't it doesn't just stop at the beginning of the day though, no. does it? Right, like our sorry, our what do you call it? Why are you taking pictures? Our devotion is you're that taking what you pictures. Call it? Let's address that you're taking pictures while you're talking. What are you talking about? You should you should put your cam camera down while you're talking. You can't take pictures and talk. At yes, the same I can. Time. That's why you had to go. Sorry, wait a minute. No, wait no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm click, saying it's just burst it's part of our devotion. Right. So it's not just, it doesn't just stop after the morning, does it, Joe? No, it does not. Are you videoing? What are you doing? Uh, Instagram story. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, this is a terrible story. I'm going to delete this. Thank you. Go, go ahead and I thought it. you were going to have this great Well, no, you're distracting thought. me with the well, camera. Well, no, I thought you, you're pretty good at these things. All right. So, yeah, there's this time, like, we get to the end of our day, and mm -hmm. it's time to go to sleep. And a lot of us work really hard. We're working really late. Or you get home. And now the real work begins. I'm with my family. I got to yeah. be a present wife, kids, or husband and kids, whatever it is. And we're engaged. We're, and by the end of the night, we're totally spent. We just want to go to bed and crash. Yeah. And even then, we just want to watch our show and go to bed. That's right. I'd like to watch a show. I'd like to watch. What shows do you watch? Uh, 
You know what I like? I don't usually like episodic television where... Oh, you're going to talk about this one again? I can't help it. So I don't usually like the episodic television that it's like each show is one and done. He like CSI or whatever. Like, hey, hey, hey. Oh, CSI. Okay. Okay, Never mind. Stop it. So like where if you've never seen the show before, you can watch one in any, in any season and you'll get it because there's a beginning, middle, and end at each show. I like the shows that have more, a longer arc where you have to watch the whole thing. But right now, what I really like, I like the Lethal Weapon series. All right. It's really fun. But that's only once a week. So I want to go. I want to watch my show and go to bed. Uh, I also watch that on the same night, Wednesdays. Nice. Keep going. So uh, instead of just going to bed and just crashing, how can we be thinking about it? Or what does Scudder say to us that we might make the most of our um, ending of the day? Yep. Um, He writes, uh, when you see yourself without your apparel, consider what you were at your birth Naked. And what you shall be at your death. When you put off this earthly tabernacle, if not in the meantime, as concerning your outward estates, how that you brought nothing into this world, nor shall carry anything out. Naked you came from your mother's womb, and naked you shall return. This will be an excellent means to give you sweet content in anything you have, though never so little, and in the loss of what you have had, Though never so much. And I think the word you're looking for there is content. It says content. Oh, content. It is. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So what's he saying there? Well, I mean, he's saying as, as you're undressing and as you're kind of ending the day, you know, be reminded that you came with nothing. You're going to leave with nothing. Um, so yeah, you can be content with what you what have. What you have, that's what, yeah. God, I'm trying to think content. Yeah, God has given us more than we deserve. Yeah. He has been kind he, and generous to all, regardless of whatever status we occupy in society. And that's part of that Lord's Prayer, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, give us today our daily bread. Give us that which we need. And he has given us what we need and so much more. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he goes on to say, um, under the section, this is in chapter 6, um, when you lie down, you may think of lying down in your winding sheet mm-hmm. and in your grave. For besides that sleep and the bed do aptly resemble death and the grave, who knows when he sleeps that he shall ever awake again to this life. Yeah. He, he gets dark. He goes, hey, yeah, man, he you're lying down. You think about your death. You might not even wake up. That This is very true. People go to sleep and don't wake up. So consider that. Consider your mortality. Consider the... Uh, the fleeting uh, nature of life, the delicate nature of life, mm-hmm. and w- what should that do to us? But but make us uh, thankful for the life we do have, but also make us hold on to Christ, who himself is our life. Number three, you may think thus also, if the sun must not go down upon my wrath, lest it become hatred, and so be worse ere morning. Then it is not safe for me to lie down in the allowance of any sin, lest I sleep not only the sleep of natural death, but of that death which is eternal. For who knows what a night will bring forth? Uh, Now it is a high point of holy wisdom upon all opportunities to think of and to prepare for your later end. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, get your affairs in order. Get your affairs in order. Don't don't end the day. whether it's mad or something unresolved, whether it be with your fellow man or with God. Yeah. And the, I mean, he's really emphasizing that, isn't he? He's yeah. He's like, listen, um, you've sinned today. Mm-hmm. 
You've transgressed God's law. You've ignored him in part. You've, I mean, all of us have, have really fallen in exactly. any given day. So before you go to bed, take stock. Consider, consider where, like Jimmy, uh, you oversee a very large company. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stock. Yep. If you it's don't inventory, yeah. Okay, so inventory. If you don't take inventory, uh, all kinds of trouble can happen, right? Uh, yeah, everything's out of order. Uh, you don't know what you've made, what you've lost. You can't find your materials when you need it, and you don't know what you can produce. Right. So we need to take inventory in our lives, and you know, here he's saying, make sure that you are, um, you know, getting right with the Lord. But you know, I think it's good to consider what has God done in me today. Yeah. Where can I praise God for his work? Um, and what have I done for which I need to repent today? And I, I think there's something to be said that both, you know, in the Christian's daily walk in this book, but also in Edward's mm-hmm. resolutions, mm-hmm. here is two men that understood the need to reflect every night on their day, mm-hmm. to reflect every night on uh, where is, you know, how have I sinned mm-hmm. and, and seeking to, I guess, what make amends or, or to, uh, repent of those yeah. of that. Well, I mean, if you're not thinking about them, it's like, we, we all kind of know when we blow it. Oh yeah. But then yeah. if you don't take time to really consider it seriously, soberly, and then ask God in prayer, how can I put this sin to death? Yeah. Uh, where can I can I trace this sin to a deeper sin in my heart that I need to lay the the axe of truth to yeah. to, to, to chop it down? What what is next for me? Otherwise, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm just going to keep complaining and over, and over and over and over. Right, man. It's a it's a big mess, and so taking inventory really important. Um, number four, he says, consider likewise. This is when you're going to bed. Consider likewise. That if you walk with God in uprightness, your death unto you is but to fall into a sweet sleep and entering into rest, a resting on your bed for a night until the glorious morning of your happy resurrection. In other words, you can go to bed with a conscience cleansed by the blood of Christ, knowing that you are at peace with God so there is no condemnation for you. You don't have to fear the, the sleep of death. That's right. Because you're falling into grace when you fall asleep. For the believer, this is true. This is a and listen, some of you, uh, you're like, what are they talking? I don't have those kinds of fears. Well, a, it might be because you're not very thoughtful. Um, <laughs> be, some like, people aren't thoughtful; they're just dumb. Right, okay, but you're not some saying people, thoughtful in the sense that they're not caring. You're talking. Yeah, about some thought- people don't care. Okay, some I people know, but thought- no, but I'm talking. I about said don't some care people. About other people. I'm just saying some people. You're talking about thoughtful, like you're not actually. You're not meditating on better things. Maybe we're focusing on the trivial things. You're sure. thoughtful about those things, yeah. but this is so what much. What are you worried that I'm saying? No, what I really want to hit is that we're not saying people are dummy. Some are. We're not saying people are dumb. Some are dumb. No, are you, no. Wait, you disagree that there are, there are no dumb people in the world? I think that there yes, are. Yes, there are dumb people in the world. What do you mean by dumb? So though? here's the point. Here's what I was okay, trying to say. I'm just trying to say this. They're focusing on the wrong things, and you're trying to encourage And some people them. aren't focused on anything. Okay, they're called dummies. Okay, but we're just trying to say focus. You, we all need to be. Focused I'm trying on to these. say. Let me say it. You don't, don't speak for me. All right, you speak. Okay, 
So what was I saying here? Uh, you were calling people dummy. Yeah, before that, let's see. You can fall asleep because we have the sweet assurance and you might not oh, have been thinking of these So things. I was like, see how I pay attention okay. to you? Go. So some people, like I don't have these fears and these thoughts of, of death. Like I'm not afraid of it. Maybe it's because you're not very thoughtful. Maybe it's because you have, have been blessed with a great contentment in, in Christ. Um, but it could be that you just don't really believe that you are mortal. Now, I know that you're going to say that you believe that you're mortal, but some of you don't believe that you're going to die. Some, at least not now. But God has not promised you tomorrow. Yeah. Any one of us could die today. This could be our last day. This could be the last podcast that you ever listened to, which, by the way, would be the best one to go out with. <laughs> um, so if you know that death can hit any of us at any time, death should give you pause. Now, it shouldn't cause you to fear if you know the Lord. Um, you should be content there. And that's really what his point is, is that we can go to sleep with confidence. Yes. Because the Lord is our God and we belong to him. Lastly. Lastly. Hit the last one. <clears throat> lastly. Lastly. If you, Lastly. Stop it. Go. Lastly. Lastly. If you possibly can, fall asleep with some heavenly meditation. Yeah. Then will your sleep be more sweet and more secure, your dreams fewer or more comfortable, your head will be fuller of good thoughts, and your heart will be in a better frame when you awake, whether in the night or in the morning. Mm. Thirdly, being thus prepared to sleep, you should sleep only so much as to the present state of your body requires. You must not be like the sluggard to love sleep, neither must you sleep too much, for if you do, that which being taken in its due measure is a restorer of vigor and strength to your body and a quickener of the spirits will make the spirits dull, the brain Scottish. Nope, not Scottish. Sootish. Nope, Scottish. Scottish. It's funny, though, that you said Scottish. It looks Scottish. like Scottish. No, it doesn't. There's no C in there. Okay, but I look like it. I okay. <laughs> is it bad to have a brain that's Scottish? You just, like, slandered a whole I don't know, man. You're country. talking about dummies, maybe. Not the Scottish. The Scottish? No. Aren't you Scottish? No. Are I Irish? A little Irish. A little Irish? All right. Sudish. No, Sadish. Sadish, stop it. All right, can you, what does that mean? Just keep going, just keep going. All right. And the brain Sadish, and the whole body inactive and unhealthy, and that which God has ordained for a furtherance through your sin shall become an enemy to your bodily and spiritual warfare. So, uh, thus much of walking with God in all things at all. All right, so he's got, he's got two things here. The first part yes. in section five that we're reading. Is to meditate on something before you're going to bed, right? Like it, it's not listen to my, you know, the music I listen to before I go to bed. It's not going to bed listening to podcasts. podcasts. It's about Bigfoot. About Bigfoot. <laughs> Which I listen to. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like pointing at you. I was like, <laughs> but uh, it's actually taking something that is edifying that is beneficial that is life-giving and reflecting upon it before like as you sleep right and he says your your thoughts your sleep will be more sweet and more secure your dreams mm -hmm. fewer and more comfortable and then your head will be fuller of good thoughts and your heart will be in a better frame when you awake so it carries yeah. you over right. into the morning yeah and i mean i i totally agree with this even when i don't do it. Yeah. You know, because I do like to go to bed and listen to, um, like, Sasquatch Chronicles. Is that <laughs> what it's called? <laughs> That's what I listened to last night. I do don't you really? I, no, I don't believe in Bigfoot. I just like the stories. All right, hold on. Uh, let me ask this. What? what podcast do you listen to? 
I listen to a lot of podcasts. All right, give me but, give me your top three. Well, that's, not not Doc and Devo. Let me get, uh, Sasquatch Chronicles. Okay, so do you mean secular podcasts? Yeah, yeah. Well, what Christian ones do you? Look? I don't want to hear that one. So Sasquatch Chronicles. What else? Um, Are you allowed to say them? Yeah, yeah. I listen to true crime podcasts. True crime podcasts. So, All right. So there's a bunch of those that I listen to, and I listen to Sas- Sasquatch Chronicles. All right. All right. So, anyways, um, yeah, I, I I know that I need to uh, read, meditate, think about these things, and it would be better for me to go to bed with that rather, and just you know what I mean. I think there's a, there's a, there's a first of all studies show that sleeping or going to sleep while listening to electronic stimuli like uh, podcasts and whatnot uh, doesn't help us sleep well. Okay. Um, I've read enough of those articles to know that, but I still do it. What it what would be better for me to do, and this is what I'm, I'm really interested in working on this year, is um, when I go to bed, make sure that I've done so after I've spent time thinking and praying and, uh, and just take that with me instead wow. of uh, Sasquatch Chronicles. So it's not just, the, like, like we said before, it's like you're starting the day in meditation and you're ending your day in meditation. It's Did this you, big it, loop. Does any of us really think that we're spending enough time thinking about God? No, but before you get that, let me just do the second part. The second right. part of this one. Oh, where he uses the word Scottish. Uh, Scottish. Yes. Uh, no, where he's talking about don't be like the sluggard mm-hmm. to love sleep. I mean, that's got to be hard for our day and age, right? Like a lot of us like to sleep. We want to sleep. We, you know, we think we need 10 to 12 not hours. Huh? Not, not me. I know, Joe. People like you and I only need a couple hours of sleep. Well, when I, I, would, you, I need a little bit more than you. All throughout my teenage years, I never slept past seven. I know, but what time did you go to bed? Midnight to one. Okay, so you I not, didn't have a curfew. Yeah, okay, when I, know, I was 12, I, I didn't have a curfew. Okay, but so six to seven hours. That's what I would get. Okay, yep. that's still that's when, good. when I was a teenager. I don't feel was, like that's I don't feel like that's lazy. That's not lazy. No, no. But that's what I'm saying is like I've always I always get up early. That's just always been what I do. Um, well, seven's not early. No, no, no. But that's when I was a teenager. I know. I would get up saying, at six so I could you show up sluggard. I know. So yeah, I think that. But he but he's really careful in here because he says that sleep. He says it parenthetically. Sleep is good. Yes, it's a good thing. You need it. You cannot yes. be refreshed to get back to the work God has called you to do without sleep. You need sleep, but don't make it into an idol don't yeah. turn it into that for which you live you live for god's glory and your vocation and your recreation and all these things sleep is a means to get back to it That's okay right. let's talk about two things here real quick Go. two words that you mentioned here today that i don't want people to be confused about one is air not a-i-r but e-r yeah e-r-e all right you know what it means like air don't air on the side no that's e-r-r i don't know what this is e-r-e means before yeah yeah before is what i meant e-r-e is before yeah ERE means before, and uh, sodish means dumb or stupid. So we are going to Did use that Google word. Did you Google that? Did you Google gonna, that? No. We're Did you know use, it? Yeah. We're going to use okay. that word a lot. Why? You know, it's sodish, because it's an awesome word. Because no one else knows no it. No one knows it. would be great, man. Why are you being so sodish? Brother's a little sodish. Um, and I can't remember where you were when you were reading this from uh, when it said air. Oh. But when you see that word in these books. Well, why um, didn't you call me out on it then? Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not calling you out. I just want people to know who I know, but why didn't, you, all right, why didn't you define it then? Now that we because I didn't want to interrupt your flow like you do to me. I just, I just was going to like. No, you got you to gotta learn to be good at these you know, time things. Just stop it. All right. So uh, th- these, are, these are some things to, to, uh, to consider. You guys definitely need to pick up the book, The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Uh, I want to finish up, wrap up with a reading from Colossians chapter 3, which hits this uh, right in the, what, the zone? It hits the, hits the bullseye? Uh, yeah, this right on target. Spot. It's on target. There you go. This is really on target. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. 
If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Yeah. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. We set our minds on these things. Most of us don't. I don't. Not enough. No, not enough. And so Jimmy I and I are going to be encouraging each other in this, sharing what we're learning, sharing our thoughts, and we hope you guys are encouraged to do the same. Days are short. We don't want to waste them. We want to make the most of them. And that means that we, are, we will work hard by faith to keep God right at the center of all that we do, whether that's waking up or going to sleep. Big thanks to Justin Bond of J Bond Media, uh, the audiovisual wizard of Doctrine and Devotion. If you've got any audiovisual or photography needs, hit up jbondmedia.com. There you can contact him and he will get you hooked up. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo and on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. Uh, you can head on over to iTunes or whatever your podcast platform you are using and leave us an honest five-star review. Uh, you can head on over to our website, DoctrineDevotion.com. Click on the Contact Us page. There you can fill out the form, uh, give us any of your thoughts, suggestions, ideas, your feedback. We do try to respond to everything, but it's hard. Uh, we get a lot of messages yeah. from all different angles, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook and you know email and then through the website so we do try to respond uh, when possible but we appreciate all your feedback sharing is caring even the complaints we, we do get complaints or oh, criticism yeah. but nobody's been an idiot yet because if they'd been sottish in their email in their comments you're so proud of yourself right now see how I use that yeah, I if they it. had been sottish oh we would have read it online we'd have been like Look at this, listen to this but so far The feedback and criticism has been fair. All right. Uh, Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Later. Later.